This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I think the way that this game is going to go, though, is going to kind of run through the Packers' defense. Yeah. Because it's really been, oh, we said, we said the stats earlier, but everyone watched the Eagles game. It's just been an abysmal performance from them the last couple of weeks and the offense is starting to put up points, right? They've, they've now have two games under their belt of 30 plus. So if the offense is able to do that, like these should be winnable games. Mm-hmm. Your offense is putting up 30, 31, 33, you know, th- this defense should be holding and they're not. And again, this is, not a high-flying offense. This is not the Eagles' best record in the NFC. This is not the Cowboys going probably to the playoffs with Dak Prescott and all their weapons. Like, you should be able to hold the Bears to what you held them to at the beginning of the season. Now, again, they've added Chase Claypool, okay, and Justin Fields looks like he's kind of come on a little bit more since this game, the last game they played. But this defense needs a good performance, not a great performance, not a perfect performance, not a shutdown performance. They just need a good performance. Let's go for like less than 350 yards <laughs> of offense for the Bears. You know what I mean? Like that, and that's a low bar, right? That is a very low bar, but they should be able to handle that against this team. Yeah. And I think one of the concerning things too is, you know, after the after the game, Matt LaFleur had said, I think it was Monday in his presser that, you know, they had estimated that the defense maybe missed like 15 tackles against the Eagles. Uh, his official total was actually 22. There were 22 missed tackles on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, you can't do that against any offense in the NFL, but especially when, you know, like we were talking about, you have a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields. So, 
we saw what happens and how the game kind of went awry with Jalen Hurts, even though there were opportunities, of course, for the Packers to get back into that. And I think the Bears being the kind of team that they are, the Packers will be able to hang around if they do give up chunk yardage on the ground. We saw it, you know, uh, David Montgomery kind of blew through them in week two, but they were still able to recover because it just, you know, the offense was putting up so many points. But I just want to see more balance, I think, from this Packers team. You know, we talked early in the season about once they play complimentary football, they'll start winning games and the defense was keeping them in games and the offense wasn't able to put up any points. It was like, hey, the defense allowed 17 points. The offense should be able to get 20 and win the game. And that wasn't happening. Now we've got an offense that's capable of putting up high 20s, low 30s point total wise. And then the defense is giving up 30 plus points. So I think just getting on the same page would be really helpful, especially with the way special teams has even been performing. Keyshawn Nixon has been, you know, a blessing as a punt revelation, a revelation, just a godsend, if you will, at the position. So just, you know, if we could start playing complimentary football in all three phases, which shouldn't be necessarily a big ass going into week 12, I think that would go a long way too for just the, the cohesion of this team moving forward. Well, I was going to say like what you're describing, right. Is complimentary football. And I think this just describes the 2022 Packer season as a whole, which is their inability to do that. And you said it, I mean, you look at this season, like at an aggregate level, and they're still not doing it based on the way each side of the ball is performing, let's say in the first half versus the second half of the season. So let's just put together a good four quarters here. And it's against a team you you really should be able to. Now, again, like we don't need to asterisk this anymore. They've played plenty of teams this season that they could have done that and should have done that with. But I think the way this offense has been going, I feel more confident in them being able to do that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I agree. So because, you know, we know that the season maybe is... We're hanging on by a thread here, waiting until the Packers are mathematically eliminated from the playoff picture, which maybe they won't be. You know, maybe nine and eight will be enough to to make something happen. Maybe there's a, a Christmas miracle or some type of festivist miracle in the works here for this Packers team. But is there anybody that you're like just really excited about watching, you know, for the next while the season, you know, is kind of wrapping itself up? Like anybody that you'll be keeping an eye on for these next couple weeks, just as you know, you want to see more evaluation from before you make like a, a cut them or keep them decision or just somebody who's like, you know, evolving as a player that you're really excited about. I mean, I think we already touched on the two young receivers and that's probably number one at this point, just given like, again, this is a season that, at this point we're thinking about the future and so the development of the two of them the development of the development of like a quay walker i i think i just want more playing time for the young guys like i want to see more Devonte wyatt i want to see more of like all the 
various rookies or like second year guys, or even guys like TJ Slayton, just like you are going to have to make a decision about who your stars are next year. And most likely there's going to be, this team's going to look different and you're not going to know what you have if you don't play them now. Um, Honestly, I know this might be a crazy take, but I want to see more Josiah DeGuara. I don't know if that's like just in the run game or whether like they just don't trust him yet in the passing game, but I just feel like good things happen every time he's on the field and he's been a phenomenal blocker. The run game is like the core heart of this offense and he's been like, instrumental for both AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. So I don't know. I'm kind of rooting for more playing time for Josiah DeGuara. Maybe that's my answer. I like that a lot. And you know, this this hurts a little bit to talk about the Packers and the Bears because obviously we know Jaquan Brisker was my favorite player um, or, you know, my crush for the Packers in this draft class. Um, he might not play this week. He has a concussion. But talking about the Packers needing safety help and then seeing the kind of impact that Brisker had for the Bears uh, in his rookie debut has been, you know, pretty pretty upsetting. That one stings a little bit. But I think that's my answer. I like your pick on offense, but – um, to me, for the safety group, I want to see Tariq Carpenter. He hasn't really taken any defensive snaps. He's mostly been a special teamer, but you know we don't know what's going to happen with Adrian Amos. We don't know what's going on with Darnell Savage. He's also hurt, so he won't be playing this week regardless. Um, Rudy Ford, maybe. You know, maybe he's kind of that Rasul Douglas, Devondre Campbell pick where the he won't make that kind of contract, but the Packers bring him back for another year as stability in the room. Um, mm-hmm. But then you're kind of wide open as far as what the safety picture looks like. And Tariq Carpenter, obviously a 2022 draft pick, has that really nice size speed combination to maybe be like a hybrid safety inside linebacker. So I agree with you 100% that, you know, let's see what some of these young guys have. And he'd be one of those pieces that it, I think it'd be worth exploring to see how he looks. You know, in the depth chart, they list him as a free safety. I always kind of pictured him more of an Amos strong safety, dropping, you know, closer to the line. But I don't know. I just, I want to see some of these young guys get some opportunities because like you said, there's a lot of roster decisions that are going to need to be made in the coming weeks, coming months. And I, you know, you got to know what you have in some of these players. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Yeah. It's, it's an odd place to be in from a fan perspective of kind of looking at each game with a new lens of, this doesn't necessarily mean anything for long-term. This team isn't going anywhere. So like, let's find what's important to them right now and where they stand and kind of focus in on that while we're watching. It's almost more fun when there's no stakes involved. So you can kind of take the good with the bad and just throw your hands up and say, well, that's this team now and move forward and hope that next season is, is, different um I really would love to see more Jordan Love I know that's another pretty obvious answer but it's not gonna happen although Rodgers did kind of make a couple comments about you know once they are mathematically eliminated he'll he'll reevaluate how he feels about playing which is perfectly fair but I was listening to um a clip that Darius Slay had I don't know if you listened to this um and he had some pretty high praise for Jordan Love and look you can listen to the analysts you can listen to the pundits but players know the game better than anybody else does right and so to hear a guy like Slay who is 
you know, been in the league for quite some time, pro bowl talent, high caliber talent has played against all the greats, you know, enough to have a goat wall of interception balls, right. To hear him say, you know, Jordan looked good and that he was slinging it around and that they have kind of a bright future with him. I actually think means more than any ESPN analyst, anything like Matt LaFleur could say at the podium about how I feel like that's, that's real opinion right there. So I don't know, give, give Jordan some more time, which I think he'll get. There's plenty of season left. Um, But that's my final answer. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, regardless, we, we hear kind of like political speak, I guess, as like, what do you want the coaching staff to say? What do you want the players in the Packers locker room to say about Jordan Love's development? Like, regardless of how good they think he looks, how bad they think he looks, there is an answer that they kind of have to give when they're asked about him at this point. So I agree with you that, you know, to hear other players in the league talking about, you know, I I think didn't Slay even compare him to Aaron Rodgers at some point, which I know that's, you know, a very astronomical leap. He's not saying that he is the next Aaron Rodgers or will be, but just kind of like the, Hey, he was, he was really slinging it. That's exciting. And I think, you know, kind of one last thing here too is, I think it's going to tell us a lot about Matt LaFleur these last couple weeks. And I think this entire season has been really challenging for him as a head coach, obviously to go from winning 13 games, your first three seasons to now sitting at four and eight and kind of being on the outside looking in, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be the head coach next season as well. So the way that he can, you know, take command of the locker room, the way that he can help his team respond to this adversity. You know, I think he said kind of what he needs to say at the podium these last couple of weeks, but just wanting to see his team battle and wanting to see his team stick together, you know, and get through it. I think, I think this was a really galvanizing season for him as a head coach, as much as, you know, if not even more so than it's been for the players, because I think this is one of those like character seasons that just, you know, winning is easy. And I know winning isn't, actually easy but when you're winning everything seems easier and I think this was one of those those years for him as a head coach that's a a real like lesson a learning experience and whatever happens with the rest of his coaching staff you know after the season it's nice to see how he's going to be responding to a lot of this if the Packers of course don't make the playoffs yeah yeah just quick note on the Darius Slay comment I think context he was saying that it was clear how much Jordan had learned from sitting behind Rogers right like he was saying how um you know he's like oh he got that you know little move there he you know scramble drill type thing so regardless like I'm glad you want to pick up as much as humanly possible from sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and that was the whole point um was to sit him for three years so Either way, it's great. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 